Artists in the sleepy town of Vegeta sparked an unprecedented environmental movement in Tunisia. To draw attention to the harm that a nearby landfill was causing, a young interior designer painted a mural of a weeping eye bursting through a broken wall, and a theater professor organized a fashion show that transformed trash into children's clothing. The movement that emerged was called Menish Masab, or in English, I am not a dump. The movement defeated the government in court, received an audience with President Kais Saeed, and gained representation in Parliament. I'm here with Will Todman, who recently visited Gareb, to understand the movement, what the movement tells us about mobilization and environmental action in Tunisia. What initially sparked the Manish Massab movement? So way back in 2008, the Tunisian government needed to find a landfill to serve the a million or so people who live in the Sfakas region. And they built a new landfill on the outskirts of Agarib. And it grew over time and became the second largest in all of Tunisia. And even though it was only meant to operate for five years, the government renewed it and kept it open. And at first, there wasn't really much of a response. The residents of Agarib thought that, you know, the bad smell that came from the landfill was just the price they had to pay for jobs in nearby factories. But then some strange things started happening. They noticed increased rates of cancer, skin lesions, infertility, and also some respiratory illnesses. And a group of artists believed that this was linked to the landfill. And so in 2016, seven artists launched a movement in opposition to the Agarab dump. And they used graphics on social media. They did parades in the street wearing masks that look like from the plague. And they even put on a fashion show for children using the trash. It sounds like the movement had tremendous success at mobilizing the community against the landfill right off the bat. Did it face any challenges or criticism in its early days? So the movement was actually quite careful to preempt some of the criticisms that they expected to receive. And they were very careful to maintain their independence. So they purposefully chose not to institutionalize into an official NGO. And they also made sure that they didn't affiliate with any kind of political party. That wasn't enough to protect them from some criticisms, though. On local TV, there were people saying that they were exploiting children for political gain. There were even some environmental activists from Sfakas who disavowed the movement and said it wasn't an environmental movement at all. And then some local business owners as well tried to say that they were pushing environmental radicalism. But despite that, Manish Masab grew over time. They attracted more supporters and they then worked with a nonprofit that's based in Tunis to actually bring a legal case against the government to close the landfill. And they won that in 2019. Interesting. How did the victory in court affect the lives of individuals involved in the movement? You know, what happened to the landfill? So initially it closed. The government closed it temporarily, but unfortunately they hadn't come up with another solution to all the trash that was being generated from Svakas and, and the region. So they reopened it. And when that happened, things really escalated. So protesters in Agarab conducted sit-ins, they marched in the street, and they tried to block some of the trucks from delivering the waste to the landfill. And between about 2019 and, and, and 2021, the protests grew much larger. 
actually more than 10,000 people in Agadab joined their Facebook group. And for context, that's about half of the adult population of the entire town. And so it really did grow. And in late 2021, the government actually sent riot police in to try to disperse the protesters who were conducting a sit-in. And during the chaos that ensued, a young man from Agareb was killed. And so then the protesters escalated even further. And eventually, the president, Qais Saeed, invited the activists to the presidential palace, and he ultimately ordered the landfill to be closed for good. And, you know, this is the first time that an environmental movement had defeated the government in court, and it really did inspire, I think, other civil society actors across the country, but it didn't contribute to any solutions to Tunisia's waste crisis. So that being said, what lessons can other environmental movements in the region learn from Manish Mazat? So, you know, I think on the mobilizing side, there are a lot of lessons that you can learn. The campaign was really good at attracting attention. They were very creative and they found ways to connect the environmental degradation with the landfill and with the uh, things that the people of the town were experiencing, you know, these illnesses and whatnot. And so I think that meant the residents of Agareb really believed this was an immediate issue that had a tangible impact on, on their life. And I think there's something about that immediacy that was key to, to mobilizing the community. And then third, I think the organizers kept talking about the theme of social justice. So when you talk about the environment writ large in, in Tunisia, often it doesn't feel very connected to people's lives, but they really built on a local sense of solidarity that someone, somewhere, some politicians had chosen their town to suffer the consequences of this landfill rather than someone else, and that that was unjust. And I think fourth, ultimately, the, the movement was putting forward a really simple message. They just wanted to close the dump. But although they managed in doing that, it hasn't actually contributed to any kind of more sustainable system for waste management in Tunisia. So ultimately, I think the lessons that we can take from this is that efforts to promote environmental sustainability need to combine different pieces to be really effective. You need the power of community mobilization, which Agera successfully did. But you need to combine that with the technocratic expertise to be able to actually propose solutions as well and to advocate for change rather than kicking the can down the road. But bringing those two things together is a lot harder than it looks. Thank you for joining me, Will. Thanks, Leah.